Hello everyone and welcome to the very <laughs> raw state of postpartum. Very excited to share the birth story with you guys on the eighth episode of our Open Mind Space podcast. A few things to keep in mind that I realized after I edited it. <laughs> our actual birth story starts about 12 minutes in. We have a bit of a chat beforehand, but if you're just here for the birth story, about 12 minutes in is where to go. And this is part one of the chat that we want to share. We're going to share another podcast about postpartum. Um, there are some things that both Murray and I would really love to talk about and we felt that needed a whole podcast on its own. But for now, enjoy uh, the story of our birth and of our little baby girl. <sighs> All right, we're back. Welcome to the Open Mind Space podcast. It's been a little while since we've done one. <laughs> it's been a moment. Some things have happened. Some things have happened. Mm. Um, a month ago from when we're recording this, so on the 27th of December, we had a baby girl. Yay! <laughs> so the last podcast we did, were, I was pregnant, and um, we were sharing how we met the energy of our baby girl before she arrived. And we'll note that if you hear any squeaks or n noises, she's just to the side. She's just over there. And so in the last podcast, Murray kind of dropped, we edited out her name. So as a little recap, when we, a few months after we met, you had a vision, um, you met the energy of our little girl and she gave you her name, uh -huh. which we can now share. So her name is Sophia. Sophia. Yeah. Sophia Aya. So yeah, I went on a little, journey, little bit of a journey um, discovering all, all origins of um, Sophia. And it took me on one hell of a mm. rabbit hole, one hell of a journey. Yeah. So originally where I landed to begin with was the, um, the ancient texts of the Gnostic and uh, the ancient texts of some Egyptian background. And it's related in a lot of their texts, this word Sophia. And um, when you dig further, that word has a connection to the beginning of creation and what it is. So before there was anything, there was just space. There was absolutely nothing. Before there was anything, there was just a single vibration. And um, that vibration was a feminine energy and it's written in te these texts and related to as Sophia mm. and the story goes and it's a pretty cool story and the, the further I went I was just, it was just mind-blowing the adventure I went on this discovery and um, so she created a male version of herself and that was the doer and the creator so and it's so funny how this just relates to even today really doesn't it <laughs> so evident so this male energy went out and began to create everything that we see and then um, had the realisation and the spike of jealousy that he was still um, second to this hierarchy of the feminine energy and um, set out to destroy her. So she disappeared and hit, hit herself within the plants. And there's a lot in, and then you can dive deeper. I went down that 
that rabbit hole as well. And then it's um, not surprising that a lot of people turn to uh, the medicines of the plants to receive um, healing insights, connection. Um, and you look at even the plant of ayahuasca when they're, they're talking about that plant, it's a feminine energy that you're experiencing. Mm. The great mother actually is sitting there with you. Mm. Um, so that's where, where I ended up. That's as far back as I could trace mm. the, that name, and yeah. which is a long way. It's a, yeah. it's a long way back. So the name felt significant then. And then once you had brought that name up, it was just popping up. Everywhere. Everywhere. In, there was no choice in the matter. Like her uh -huh. name, her name always was going to be. Yeah, we actually did not have a list of names. No. <laughs> just one name. Just, yeah, that was it. That it would have been it. funny if it was a boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she was a boy. If she was a boy. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, at the time of recording this, it's mm -hmm. been four weeks. Four weeks. Since she was born uh -huh. so the intention behind this podcast is to share her birth story our, our all of ours all, yeah birth yeah. story um i'm actually really excited to do this it's like um like prior to all of this my understanding was that i had no role mm. that my role was just to sit in the corner and like Yoga. Yeah, like you That's wouldn't, kind of how it, you wouldn't like me and yeah. there'd be doctors involved doing some pretty outrageous things and it'd be a really traumatic experience. Yeah, that's how society kind of, and movies and everything just sells it. Mm -hmm. A woman sweating and yelling and a man just kind of standing to the side, being passing nervous. Out. Yeah, passing out yeah. or being yelled at. Yeah, and, um, yeah, and that was not our experience. Not at all. No. I mean, there was some noise and... Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. But... Um, but I think I'm really grateful for how we were set up um, thanks to the support team that we created around uh -huh. us. So um, we did a hypnobirthing course uh -huh. with um, Lauren from Inbirth and Beyond here and in we'll, Newcastle. We'll give all that information. Yeah. And um, the hypnobirthing course was great. Uh, I think we had a lot of those techniques already from our experience in yoga and meditation. Totally. Um, but what <laughs> what we learnt about the physiological processes and about choice um, that was really empowers. Let's sort her out. Baba's on. <laughs> Take a short break. Short break. Little pause. Little pause. Here's the beautiful Sophia. Yeah. Just needed some cuddles. <laughs> um, so we were talking about the support that mm -hmm. we created around us uh -huh. going into birth. So um, the course that we did, the hypnobirthing Hypno course, which was great to understand mm -hmm. physiologically what happens, what happens in the medical system, uh -huh. what our choices were. Yeah. Like that education was super empowering and the fact that we actually do have some choices yeah yeah which i was actually um quite blown away by uh the whole medical system around the idea of birthing mm. that um and the more i looked at it i realized that uh, this western culture has fully removed the power from um the mums the, there's this, the women, yeah. yeah, the the women. There's this 
belief that they're actually not capable of giving birth and that they actually need, um, like it's a medical procedure. There's something wrong with them and they need a doctor to fix it. Mm. That's what that, and that blew my mind. Yeah, it kind of instills a bit of fear. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just, it was really interesting to start learning different aspects, like the cascade of intervention. There's a whole Mm. area and if you're going to go give birth, then... I strongly recommend um, doing your research or yeah. doing a course, like a hypnobirthing course or something yeah. similar to become educated so that you can make choices that align with you because yeah. there are so many choices so to many be made choices. and the choices that we make yeah. made may not necessarily align with everyone, but totally. we, we knew the options so that we could make choices that yeah. felt best for us. And that the actual birthing partner, the, the male, or the partner, the partner, the support that is, person, yeah. yeah, the support person, the partner, the one that isn't pregnant, <laughs> um, should understand all of this as well. That there should there should be um, an education program so uh, they know what they're meant to be doing, so that they understand um, the choices that need to be made, and that in the moment that they have a right to speak up. Yeah, absolutely. Because once we were in the throes of it. Um, knowing that you fully understood what was going on Mm -hmm. and that together we had discussed our options that allowed me to let go of thinking and just fully be in where I needed to be instead of trying to think and respond and I knew that you you had it so it was really valuable it was really cool that actual birthing course and then the more uh, research we'd done Actually, like I, I've going into it after doing that, I felt like empowered. Mm. Instead of walking in like I've got no clue what's about to happen, just walking in clueless and just allowing whatever they were going to do to to happen. And mm. um, and it was nice. So our preferences and our birth plan was respected mm. and supported. Yeah. So we were lucky enough to go through. Uh, Belmont Birthing Centre. I cannot recommend them enough. Yes, it was a a midwifery, a midwife practice group. Yeah. A group practice, I should say. I also want to mention another support person before we dive into the birth. Totally. Jess Etzel, who you'll find her on Instagram. She was one of the first people that I told I was pregnant Mm -hmm. the day that we found out. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm pregnant now, what? Help. (laughs) What do I do? Who do I talk to? What's like? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Um, so she is an incredible support person. Um, I highly recommend her for anyone who's pregnant. And for me in particular, um, being pregnant and having no idea about pregnancy because yeah. I've never been around pregnant people, hadn't mm-hmm. been around babies, didn't really care about pregnancy or it wasn't high up on my priority list. Mm-hmm. So I hadn't really researched it or she was she just walked me through step by step and just gave me the little snippets of information that pertained to me at that point in time instead of overwhelming me with totally. a whole bunch she's incredible yeah. so i rec- highly recommend her and even afterwards um i reached out to her um because i i fully wanted to support renee postpartum as well i think that that's a really important time as well there's like for the mother there's like this period of like going through the experience of the cross worlds right like mm. life and death and the, the letting go of the old and something new coming in and it all happening 
like that. Mm. And um, I really wanted to support Renee through that experience, through postpartum experience. So she was someone I reached out to as mm. well to gather some information as to um, the best ways that I could support Renee over the coming months. Mm. So yeah, she's amazing. Check her out. Yeah. All right. What everyone's been waiting for and requesting. The beginning. The the birth. The birth. The birth. What what a magical, magical experience. Wild. Wild. So wild. Wild. Like after the, I look at women completely differently. Like especially, like women that come into our studio. Like if, if you've had birth and you've seen me in the studio post birth, I've hundred percent looked at you and gone. You went through this, like in my mind. More than like, once. More, yeah, more than once. Like, How is it now when you we, we go for walks or whatever, and it's just like you watch the interaction between mothers. Like there's like this this acknowledgement. It's just like yeah, you've been there. You're like one of us now. <laughs> it's like these little head nods or like these little we're, sideways looks. We're gang. Yeah. It's wild. Mad respect. I'm telling you. <laughs> um. Okay, so the birth, the birth, our birth story. Uh-huh. Let's let's get into it. We've been waffling on enough now. So, the twenty sixth. On the twenty sixth, I had a midwife appointment. Uh huh. It was at our home. Um, I, I was training. Yep, you're at the gym. As usual, moving, <laughs> doing something. Um, and when she was there, I was starting. To get because throughout the pregnancy I didn't really get Braxton Hicks or strong sensations, mm-hmm. um, so I was starting to get more pressure. I was calling it pressure in my belly, and she was like, "Oh, they're just strong Braxton Hicks. Like, it's a good sign. It means things are happening." And then she left, and they got started to get more intense. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go through like this is gonna be detailed, just so if anyone is like not about gross things this is not the story for you <laughs> i'm just going to preface that i'm not going to hold back from from what happens because i think no one i don't think i really got like a detailed apart from the course i didn't get like a detailed description it was of always like you'll see yeah it was, like, like, the, it was like that's not helpful it's not helpful at all tell me anyway so she left the the sensation started to get a little bit stronger and i messaged her and she said it's fine just relax and then um, I went to the toilet and I saw my mucus, I felt and saw my cervical mucus plug yeah. fall out. For those of you that don't know, um, the mucus plug is the part that grows in your cervix that holds everything in, <laughs> like the baby, the fluid, it <laughs> just holds it all in. It's the plug. It's the plug. Just like in the bath. Yeah. So the plug fell out. And then the water starts draining. <laughs> <laughs> and then... I messaged the midwife and she was like, great, that means your cervix is ripening, starting to open, like, she's like, Thing, things are happening, just relax. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe an hour or so later, like, it started to really kick in. Like, I was getting yeah. messages from people that were talking to me and I started going, like, I felt the drawing inwards. Yeah. And I just was replying to all of them, like, stop talking to me. And I watched but, it happen. I watched, like... The shift in energy, not just, not just in the Renee, but within our like our home as well. Mm-hmm. There was like definitely a shift in energy. There was just like a, a drawing in and a closing off. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
and it was that uh, within me that desire to go inwards like just to not communicate with anyone to not talk with anyone um, yeah and then they started to get more intense contacted the midwife again and she was like have a bath it'll so we so I started my job at this this point was obviously to like just monitor what was happening and take some notes hmm. so I was timing I had my stopwatch and I had pen and a notepad mm. and I was just um, writing down how consistent the contractions were and um, we were having like three three to four contractions in a ten minute period in a ten minute period mm. right from the beginning yeah yeah so contacted the midwife and she said have a bath it will calm everything down we're having four three to four expansions expansions yeah um, yeah, she said, have a bath, have something to eat, get some sleep. Have it, a sleep. In the morning, we're, we're going to be, <laughs> in the morning, we'll probably be talking about having a baby. <laughs> we certainly will be. <laughs> so I went and had a bath and that just ramped everything up. <laughs> it's meant to calm it down. She goes, run a, run a warm bath and put her in it. That should like calm everything down. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. Ramped everything. So I had dark bathroom, had fairy lights, nice music, and it was just, yeah, it was ramping up. And But what was great was you were there, you were making me like smoothies and mm -hmm. drinks and making sure that I was staying hydrated and um, yeah, it was, yeah, and that went on for a few hours. I feel like I was in the bath for a couple of hours. Yeah, so that, it would have started that, so it hit the bath about six o'clock, hmm. just towards evening. Yeah. 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 So we did that for a little while. And then, um, after a few hours, like probably like by 10 o'clock. Yeah. I had a couple of conversations with the midwife through that period and they, they just, so the reason I mentioned the, for expansions within, uh, the 10 minute period is cause this is what was looked for so we try to stay at home for as long as possible mm. before going to the birthing center yeah so mm. our idea was to do as much as possible at home before going up there and what they look for is the four four expansions within a 10 minute period lasting one minute each yeah and that is usually a good sign that you're getting close yeah. and we had that right from the very that beginning was where, yeah that was where i started, That's where we started. <laughs> so yeah. it was a few it was a few hours of, of that consistently mm. um and it was when my noises started to kick in. Like I started to not be verbal. I started, it was more like groaning yeah. and not really wanting to talk in between. Uh -huh. and yeah. And then I had, then I, I rang the, the midwife again. This is probably about 11. Yeah. yeah. You were the timekeeper. <laughs> it was probably, yeah, 11, 11, 30. And I spoke to one midwife and she said, all right, I'm going to get your midwife because she was at home sleeping. She wasn't, she was on call. So I'm going to get her to call you and um, have a chat. And she rang and I explained the whole situation. Contractions within a uh, 10 minute all period, things, yeah. all the things. And then she could hear Renee in the background. She goes, um, are you right to get up to the, to the birthing center now? I'm like, yeah, we can get there maybe like half an hour, something like that. So off mm -hmm. we went. Off we went. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yeah, so I sit in the car, I had my blindfold, had the... Music. Music in my earphones. 
um, contracting there. And my little phrase throughout this whole thing was, this will pass. Because everything passes. Like that in, in all the practices that I do, it is a deep knowing within me that all things pass. Yeah. Like this will pass. And that's something that... Everything. 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 Everything passes. Nothing is permanent. Never. Nothing is permanent. So that when the contractions started getting more intense, that was what I kept on saying internally and eventually externally. Of like very externally. <laughs> <laughs> of this will pass. This because I knew it would pass. I knew the whole experience would pass. Totally. But right at the peak of the contractions is very intense and you feel like it's gonna be forever. Um strong sensation it's really interesting like I think it was only like four weeks ago I know that they were intense but I cannot describe the sensation because my body isn't I'm not remembering the sensation like I know mm -hmm. that it was intense obviously around my stomach uterus area but I wouldn't be able to describe the sensation because mm -hmm. I don't quite remember other than it being intense yeah yeah so we made it to the birthing suite, jumped in their big bath, and then it was just hours. Hours. <laughs> hours of contractions. Yeah. Um, and... It was probably around... So we would have been there for maybe three, four hours of, of that, of like... Mm. Four within a, four contractions in a ten minute period at the birthing center. It got to about four in the morning, and there was just like a shift. A shift. Everything just sort of stopped. Yeah. Well, didn't really stop our energies. Sort of. There was like a, a drop in energy, and mm. there was just like this. Maybe a little bit of a disheartening feeling. I was super disheartened. Yeah. Because I I would just every now and again. So I would be in the sensations, but every now and again I would look up to the clock and see the time going by and seeing it become morning. Because at home everything was so intense, I thought it was just, mm -hmm. it was happening. Um, so yeah, it was starting to get really disheartening. And especially when the midwife was doing, um, at my request, was doing cervical checks. And so yeah, at that point when, and I, do, I, I felt a shift in the room and like even my, and it's quite quite unique looking back of it like i see it now it's like it was exactly how it was meant to be there was like that period that it's like have a have a rest <laughs> you both need a rest everyone needs a bit of a rest because we're about it's almost game time so, <laughs> so just have a rest but at that point there was yeah definitely there was like the the request from renee and we had a little chat and then the midwife uh done a cervical cervical examination yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. and Came back with some disheartening news. Yeah, I was like four centimetres dilated. <laughs> After ten hours of labour. Yeah. And and that second important that was part of the education we had beforehand mm -hmm. of uh, our support team was saying like just really think about whether you want to get yeah. what that number will create for you because it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean anything. Exactly right. But just think about what it will create for you before you ask for it, and and I also think that's the, like the the benefits of the birthing partner also having that knowledge. Yeah. So when Renee received that information, then I was able to like be with her and explain to her that it it doesn't mean that things aren't happening. Yeah. It's just like 
this is where we're at and everything you're doing fine everything's going to be okay we're getting there mm. just use this downtime as a time to rest yeah we'll be there soon yeah so um yeah, was trying to not take it on board mm -hmm. too much, which at the time was challenging because everything was so intense. Like the sensations were so intense and then to be told you're four centimetres when the aim of the game is 10, for those who don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> or 10-ish, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was challenging. And then I kind of, I was just getting this story stuck in my head of, what do I need to do? What am I not doing? What yeah. am, like I was trying to, I couldn't think straight, but I was trying to think of what are the for, optimal birthing positions. And, what, and for the people that don't know Renee that well, she's like very, she's a thinker. <laughs> and she'll figure it out and then do it. And it's times like this that it's, it's like, you, you can't, can't think your way through can't birth. can't think your way through this stuff. You cannot think your way through birth. You just can't. <laughs> You can think your way through your choices and through your interventions, mm -hmm. through the external factors, but mm -hmm. the internal world you cannot think your way through. Yeah. Um, and what I also found really interesting was prior to going in, I was like, I'll be doing meditation, I'll be doing the hypnobirthing, I'll be like so in the zone that I just won't feel anything. Mm -hmm. Incorrect. And <laughs> well, it's not fully incorrect, but I just think like, yeah, like the actual some of the. The, the techniques that were given were super beneficial, especially mm. towards the end game. Yeah. But definitely there was like, so once you can, like you do the hypnobirthing course, there's a lot of stuff that you're doing post, pre-labor. Pre mm. So there's heaps of rebozo, perineum, yeah, massage. That, that was all incredible. Incredible beforehand. So the rebozo is a technique you start using um, whilst in pregnancy. Mm because it releases the pressure off like all the ligaments everything. and yeah, yeah. stomach feels amazing but you, the, the idea is to also use it whilst laboring mm. whilst having contractions or expansions it's like a really good it just helps helps relieve some of the feeling mm. not for us <laughs> so we tried it and Renee just went don't <laughs> stop doing that <laughs> Yeah, there were a few few techniques that you tried that I was like, don't. Don't do that. Which is quite unique. And then it's just like, well, we still have our practice mm. and the information that was delivered in that course. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, so when, when we kind of, I think I had like two internal examinations mm -hmm. and I think it went from like four centimetres to six centimetres. and In hours. Hours. So yeah. probably like four hours or something yeah yeah so there was only like two centimeters change in four hours and yeah. again it was trying to accept that that was fine but it was also feeling disheartened because mm -hmm. it was still really strong and i was getting a story stuck in my head that i couldn't relax like that my in my mind the sensation in the body was there was this energy flowing through my upper half but it was getting blocked at my hips mm -hmm. like i just it was like there was a wall at my hips and i just couldn't relax it felt like i couldn't relax my pelvic floor i couldn't relax my cervix all mm -hmm. of that energy down there i couldn't soften it and i was trying to figure out how like there was the thinking again of like what techniques do i know how mm. can we do this how can i relax and soften um yeah yeah 
it was yeah it was frustrating <laughs> a bit frustrating then it but that was nice so in the birthing suite there's a bath and early in the early hours of the labor the bath kicked it off were, it mm. was quite intense whenever you're in the bath but then towards the end it was actually where we found rest mm. so she was able to enter into the bath and then the contractions would sort of stop pretty mm. much which yeah. was really nice yeah so it was a relief yeah it was a time where we could just have a rest both of us could just like she would rest and i would go make a coffee mm. <laughs> <laughs> coffee at that time at, like at four in the morning doesn't really work after you've been up for a while yeah um so yeah then we kind of we bailed on the bath because the midwife was like all right things have stalled we need to get them moving again mm -hmm. went onto the bed and she showed you some techniques yep. spinning babies techniques i think yeah positioning my body yeah yeah and then like pressure was on the hips and stuff like this yeah and it was incredible and i think Kick, kicked off that was really it was kind of from this point on like you were with me the whole way like giving me water and mm -hmm. putting cool things on my neck when I was overheating and mm -hmm. being encouraging. And, and it was also just great knowing that you were there because I trust you so much. Uh -huh. um, but it was from this point on where it was kind of like it felt like you were, you were doing it with me. You were mm -hmm. help, physically helping me. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't just my body going through it. You were yeah. holding my leg up or pushing certain pressure points or really kind of shifting things around it was it was like i could hand over some of the physicality mm -hmm. to you which was good yeah. and that was i think when it really felt like there was the two of us doing yeah. it instead of me just doing it and you sitting on the sidelines with with pom-poms like <laughs> yay go renee yeah. um and it was probably about kick it to me yeah <laughs> some somewhere in those wee hours where the midwife was like do you want gas? I don't think I even hesitated. I was like, yes, get me the gas. So that wasn't the wee hours at all. I think <laughs> I'm so glad I have the, the concept of where we were at the time. So it, the, the sun was up by the right. sun. <laughs> the sun was well and truly up. It'd been up for some time. This was about maybe eight o'clock in the morning. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So about eight o'clock in the morning. Okay. 7.30, 8 o'clock in the morning. 7 ish, yeah, yeah, sure. One hit on the gas, she just went, and then obviously it gave, there was something in it that gave her, gave your body permission just to relax. Yeah. And then the noise shifted completely. The noise that started coming out of you was, it just changed. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's, yeah, it uh, felt and I suppose sounded more primal. Yeah started going like that was when yeah that gas kind of did give me permission to relax or helped me to relax um yeah and allowed that more primal energy mm -hmm. to start to come through yeah um and it probably would have been not long after that, that there was a midwife switch because our there midwife lesser was also very tired been been through it and so this it, and that even that experience uh, when she came in she said and she just explained to us that she needs to go home and get some rest and um, they've found another midwife um, to to come and help so that night um, when we started going into labor there was four other ladies all due around the same time um, 
and this is two days after Christmas. So it's like everyone held off. <laughs> and then one by one that night, they all went. So at Belmont Birthing Centre, there's only two suites. Yeah, they're only set up for two people. Two yeah. people at a time. Four of them kicked off that night. So there was, we happened, we were lucky enough, we were the first people up there. We, we got a room. Mm. Uh, there was someone in the room next to us, and there was two people birthing at home. Mm. Um, but because of the home births, then there was um, the midwives from Belmont Birthing Centre were preoccupied with yeah. home births. So there was no one for them to switch with. So they had to get someone from John Hunt Hospital. Um, we had this, and, and I, I just love, loved what happened. Um, so in my mind, there was just this negative attachment to anything that was happening at John Hunter. We just didn't, didn't want anything to do it. We just wanted to be as far away from that scene as possible. Uh, and when she explained to us this, this midwife's coming from John Hunter, I just had a feeling inside me that um, things weren't going to go the way we wanted them to from that, that point on. Mm. Um, I was proven extremely wrong. Mm. This lady came in and um, in a very short period of time had studied our birthing plan, birthing preference, mm. and came in and fully respected every single part of it. Mm. And she was amazing also. Yeah. Kate? Katie. Kate. Kate. Um, yeah, she, like I am just so so blessed that we got Jenny, who was mm. amazing, and then when we swapped over, we also received someone just as amazing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and incredibly knowledgeable. So knowledgeable as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, so she was with us for a little while, and it was by this stage, my internal dialogue was like, I can't relax. I'm still doing something wrong, and kind of looking at Murray, going, Are they going to take me to the John? Like. Yeah. Because the Belmont have policies around how long you can be there for. Um, I can't even remember what that. I don't remember either, yeah. but I was getting nervous that we were getting close to yeah. that transfer time, and um, but then also just the intensity of it. I was just looking at him going like, whatever they say, whatever they ask you to do, just say yes. Give me the epidural, cut her out, like whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> like whatever they say needs to happen, make it happen, get her out. <laughs> <laughs> And I think so from the research that we had done, that's like the point where it's go time. Getting close to, yeah. yeah. So that's like um, a, a sign also that we're getting extremely close to uh, the final stage is when the, the verbalisation from um, mum is, I can't do this. <laughs> that's when you know you're right, you're right there. Yeah. So yeah, there was, a, there was more labouring, obviously. And at one point there was, I don't even know really what happened. I don't know if I was breathing too heavily on the gas. I don't know what happened, but I had a whiteout. So this so, would have been maybe between 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock. Yeah. That, that experience happened. Yeah. So, and I don't even know, I don't know if I was asleep. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Definitely wasn't asleep. Okay, wasn't asleep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had this whiteout. And in my mind, it was like I'd gone to heaven. Like I was so, there was relief. And I was relaxed and just almost like an out-of-body experience. Like everything softened. And some part of me was kind of telling me this story like, 
this is you giving birth. Like, you've gone up to heaven, you've collected your baby's soul, you're going to come back to your body, well done. Like, <laughs> birth. <laughs> and I heard, like, kind of off in the distance, so I was still in this wide out, in the distance, I heard the midwife speaking to me, and she said, just really calmly, she was like, Renee, can you hear me? I was like, yes. She was like, I need to talk to you. And I said to her, did I just birth my baby? She's like, nope, you're just about to. She's like, no, you're 10 centimetres dilated. Now we're going to birth your baby. We're about to have a baby. And I was like, there was a part of me that was like, what? I'm, I am certain that I should go. <laughs> but then there was the other part that switched on that was like, okay, let's go. Yeah, like, let's do this. Yeah. And that, from then on, um, was like a very short experience. Yeah, it was the about final, 45 minutes. Yeah, and the final stage, it was only 40 minutes from when you uh, were 10 centimetres, when you achieved full dilation, mm. to the time you were holding your baby was... 45 minutes mm. yeah yeah um and I, that was probably and again i don't remember the sense i remember i didn't have to think about it my body fully took over so yeah. you were there was like i was on the bed lying on my side and you had you were holding one of my knees towards my chest or mm -hmm. something like that and my whole body was convulsing yeah. like it, i had no say in the matter at all and the way I can kind of describe it is like uh, sometimes when you vomit and your body heaves up and you feel that all your muscles kind of pushing it up and out. It's the exact same sensation but uh -huh. down, like just involuntary pushing. Like don't have to think like how in the movies or whatever they're like, okay, push. Like there was none of that. Like yeah. I didn't have a say in it. My body was just yeah. doing it. Um, yeah, so that was intense like there was a lot of that and I felt all the pushing and I felt that all of the things were coming out of <laughs> everywhere everywhere because they were yeah. <laughs> no airs and graces <laughs> not at all but again I was so so in this I'm gonna call it like a little cave of power like so in this primal space that while I was kind of aware that there was maybe like poo or something coming out, I also wasn't aware. Mm -hmm. Like there was maybe like some super vague, like off in the distance, like what was that? But right in the center where I was, there was like yeah. just that, that power like rising up. Like it, it was just this raw, pure raw energy. Like that's what it felt like, like unadulterated. Mm -hmm energy that wasn't filtered by thought or um social conditioning or it, it had no filters around it it was just like raw energy like mm. just untapped energy that was moving through me to get this baby out nice yeah it was yeah that's the only way i can kind of describe it it's just this power that takes fully takes over mm -hmm. the body my body that was my experience yeah. um yeah and the body would convulse and push and um the midwife got me down off the bed and got me onto 
I was leaning on leaning on the bed, but I was kneeling. Yeah, there was like a little contraption we were using. There was like a a foam thingy for squatting. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we had some things. Yeah. See, that, that's why this is good. There's both of us telling the story yeah, because yeah. one minute I'm on the bed having a wide up, next minute I'm kneeling having a baby. Like, yeah. But there was yeah. a lot in between there. There were some things happening. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we went from the bed uh, down on the floor and the reason for it was to keep um, manoeuvring the hips, pelvis right. into different positions just to help that, the, the transition for the, the baby moving through birth yeah. canal. Um, so yeah, it went from like squatting positions, like leaning on the bed and then turning around and then down onto like a mattress on the floor doing like low lunge positions backwards and forwards. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, I was down on the ground, me, you, the midwife. Um, and so incredible, it's like, just to witness, like at the very end, like just the, the crowning of Sophia's head, like, and how just that innate knowingness of what the body was doing. And because there was times where I, I was like sort of communicating with Renee because uh, the baby sort of knew, Sophia knew what she had to do, yeah? So she would like come out a little bit then come back in. And the full, like you would see like the whole crown of her head come out and then just gently move back in. And then I was just like um, talking to Renee about that experience and just letting her know that the baby's taking care of her now. So just let, it, let that happen. Don't mm. force this, just allow allow this to happen naturally so mm. the baby's like being gentle so allow this to be a gentle experience now mm. don't you don't need to go full power now yeah like mm. just soften a lot soften yeah a lot. i think that was really important that, that like your i use the word coaching hesitantly but like your guidance yeah your guidance during that was really important because i was kind of a bit not lost but just in the throes yeah, of it yeah. that I, I think I would have just kept pushing like yeah, yeah. um so yeah I think it would not I think it was really helpful like mm -hmm. you just going this is this is your break like pu don't push now yeah, yeah. breathe soften yeah all yeah all of the things that you were saying like the baby's doing this your body's doing this mm -hmm. let them do this like yeah yeah um and yeah that sensation was really interesting as well because in in the logical part of my mind was kind of going oh yeah I'll, I'll feel her head crown like once maybe twice and then she'll come out mm -hmm. whereas I don't think it was a lot more than that like I think it was like six or eight yeah, yeah. times yeah where she kind of would crown and then go back yeah. and then go out and then yeah. come back um, which is all part of the stretching and the opening 100%. Um, and exactly as it's meant to be mm -hmm. And then, yeah, there was a... Yeah, that full natural experience. Yeah, instead yeah. of forcing. Yeah. Forcing out. Um, and, yeah, there was the moment, I think it was probably, like, the crowning just before she came out. Mm -hmm. And there was a pause, so it was, like, the widest part of her head <laughs> felt like crowning, but there was a pause, like, I wasn't supposed to push. And I suppose that is the moment that I've heard women refer to as the ring of fire, um, but it was really interesting. I love um, my hairdresser and friend Taylor. 
she explained to me <laughs> and I love it because it, it actually really helped in the moment because it's an intense sensation but she said to me like they're going to talk to you about the ring of fire she's like don't worry about it being a ring of fire it's just a Chinese burn and she was like you know when you're a kid and you get a Chinese burn that's it that's all the sensation is <laughs> so when it was happening it was intense and I was like please don't leave me here for long but then I just remembered her saying like it's just a Chinese burn and that made it really light and I was just like shit it is it's just a Chinese burn that's all that's like that that is all the sensation is right now it's just like a strong Chinese burn don't want to be here forever but like and I yeah that just thought just kind of made it lighter mm. um and then yeah she and I was down the business end. You were down the business end. Watching Sophia enter the world and um, slippery little sucker. <laughs> she like the head popped out and then the shoulders and then it was just like a, a rush of all things wonderful. <laughs> My daughter and then all things wonderful. Um, so I caught her and then dropped her because she was slippery. It was like. <laughs> Lucky there was a mattress on the floor and then we picked her up and I was covered just in um, birth. All of it. The whole experience and mm -hmm. then Because she when she was born she did her first poop as well. So at she had that the exact same time. Yeah, so yeah. all that meconium. Meconium, yeah. So meconium and fluid and everything. blood and everybody's goop. everybody's poop. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> birth juice from my hips up wearing your on space shirt wearing my on space white shirt at one point at one point in the birth i did look at you and i it clicked that you were wearing your white shirt it's like why are you wearing a white shirt i like to live dangerously <laughs> so yeah she would still wear it it's, yeah. there's nothing wrong with it <laughs> And then, um, so yeah, and I just watch it so, like just to watch 16 hours pass of intensity. Mm. 16 hours of intensity pass. And then in the blink of an eye, it just switched off. Mm. Just stopped and you were holding your baby. She was crying beautifully. She took her first breath like instantly. And just watching the connection um, between baby Sophia and mama Renee. And watching, like, the midwives continue to respect our preferences of allowing um, the natural connection with between the baby and the mother, uh, leaving the, um, uh, the umbilical cord connected to the placenta, birthing the placenta naturally, at least giving us one hour for that to happen mm. naturally. It happened quite quickly. Quite quickly. And then also giving the baby time to complete or at least have a go at the breast crawl, mm. which she just nailed. <laughs> like it was, it blew my mind to, to sit and just watch because I'd, I'd heard about it and been shown that it's a thing. And then um, people have said, yeah, it rarely happens. And then just watching her make her own way to your nipple and start feeding was incredible to watch mm. for something for uh, for something that just has like it can't fend for itself can't do anything anything can just breathe that is all 
somehow knew how to make its way to, and that just blew my mind. It just like, just, I was just like in awe of that experience. And then just that, that natural connection and then, um, and the birthing of the placenta happened. Mm. Um, and there was a lot of blood loss. Mm. Um, a few big gushes yeah, came after it. A lot of blood loss. And I've experienced Renee losing blood before and it's not nice and she, she faints. Mm -hmm. So um, birth of placenta and then she, the midwife wanted to, get, to go to the toilet, to go, try and go to the toilet and she went to the toilet and I've been in this exact situation before, just not with a baby <laughs> where she, she's had uh, no surgery and lost blood and faints and it's ex an extremely scary situation. Uh, this time I had my newborn daughter in my arms. I'm covered from hip to head in all sorts of things and Renee's just gone to the toilet to see and then she, she walked out of the toilet and I looked at her and I went, here we go again. And she's just collapsed and I'm holding my daughter and trying to hold her and just and the midwife couldn't lift you and I'm picking you up and putting you on the bed and um, I looked in that moment just looked down at myself and I'm holding like my my newborn daughter and I'm literally covered from head to toe in blood and all sorts of things and anywhere else any other place that that had happened um, it'd be an extremely traumatic experience but in that to be like in in that in that state right but in that moment I felt exactly where I needed to be mm. it was beautiful mm. <laughs> yeah. so I changed my view locally and globally um, witnessing the the beauty and the power of a female giving birth um, I and I, I know this and I, um, I know what's wrong with the world. I, in that moment I saw it and um, I believe that um, the world, the global issues in this world will be fixed when um, we begin to acknowledge the power of women and start choosing to elect uh, powerful women that are deeply connected to their feminine energy to start uh, leading countries. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I, in that moment I just saw it and just went, this is exactly what's wrong with the world. That <laughs> we have created a society where we have removed power from women. <laughs> Even something that is so natural as giving birth, we have turned it into a medical procedure where doctors think that um, women don't aren't able to do this by themselves. Mm. They can't do this, and that's extremely sad. Mm. 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 It's a very powerful experience. Yeah. Uh, Western medicine has its place, and there's definitely totally. it saves lives and uh -huh. for people that are high risk and, and need that support. It's yeah. it's fantastic. But if you're low risk and mm -hmm. like I was, low risk, everything going fine. There yeah. was yeah was smooth sailing yeah intense intense the, rough water sailing <laughs> the power should be it should stay with you <laughs> the whole way mm. and the birthing partner should be protecting that that space mm. and that power yeah and that's what i really felt you were doing that whole time was just protecting it but guiding me like mm. yeah 
just kind of navigating me through yeah. where I needed to direct that raw energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah, so Belmont Birthing Center, we can't speak of highly enough. Mm. Uh, check them out. And just, yeah, if you're, in, if you're pregnant at the moment, just allow yourself to be educated to the options so that you can choose what aligns with you, whatever it is that aligns with you. But a, a natural birth with midwives is what aligned with us. Mm-hmm. And it was incredible because it resulted in a healthy baby. Yeah. It resulted in me not having any injuries. Natural birth, no natural, injuries. Yeah. yeah. Um, we went yeah. home. Within four, after four hours of giving birth. After 16 hours of grueling labor, I watched Renee just pick up the daughter and go home after four hours. Incredible. Like, that is, that is insane. Mm-hmm. Insane. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Now we have baby Sophia and the next adventure begins. Yeah. Birth is wild. Wild. Well. Thank you. Thanks. See you on the next one. (laughs) Podcast, not birth. Podcast, (laughs) not birth. (laughs) What? (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Uh, We have other podcasts if you want to find out more about myself and Renee, what we do, where we've been. uh, Check it out. The Open Mind Space, Mm. online, Mm. courses. Yeah. Meditation, yoga, in studio, Broad Meadow, Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Courses, and, yeah. meditation. Online, yoga. there's opening portals, which is pregnancy specific. That's um, prenatal yoga and meditations that can be yours to keep. If you want to chill out with me when I was pregnant. <laughs> Epic. Epic. Thanks so much. Thank you. Take care. Mm-hmm.